You are listening to The Happy Gynecologist with your host, Amanda Miles, MD. Hey y'all, welcome back to The Happy Gynecologist, episode number 50, how to keep going during a pandemic. <laughs> Real quick, I want to say thanks to all the, the docs that reached out uh, last week. <laughs> I uh, was post-call doing that po- podcast, and for some reason, only half of it got uploaded, even though, you know, I had just like one full audio snippet. Um, for some reason, only half of it got uploaded. So those of you that uh, noticed that and reached out, I sure appreciate it. Um, those of you that didn't have time to reach out or you noticed it but um, didn't know what was going on, hey, go back and listen because the full episode <laughs> is now there. Um, and so you'll get all the rest of the details and not just the first few minutes. So definitely check that out if you missed out, okay, because it's a good one. And uh, today, before we get really started, I have two things. The first one is I want to read a review to you guys that uh, really warmed my heart. And I thought that would warm you guys' heart too, because it is from an internal medicine doc. And so it's, uh, it's from another mom doc. And she, she writes, really love this podcast and have been binge listened all week. Uh, I'm not even an OBGYN, but I hope that's okay that I'm an I am friend listening. Smiley face. So many useful thoughts. It makes me appreciate our OB colleagues even more. Thank you for all you're doing. I just love that. I love that another uh, specialty is listening to this and appreciating us. And I wanted you guys to know that 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 is happening. So that just really warmed my heart. I, I appreciate you, Mom Doc. And um, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. We, we appreciate you during this COVID time. So before we get started today, also, I wanted to let you know I have another free live training that I'm hosting on Sunday, September 26th, 2021, um, at 8 p.m. Central. And it's going to be um, a training about what burnout costs us. And in this training, I'm going to teach you how burnout can affect you and your life and your relationships. And these may be things that you don't even know how burnout can can affect you. So, um, or you haven't realized, you haven't thought about. And so I really want you to know, you know, the different ways that burnout can show up in our lives. And so um, that's, I think, something super important so we can start to be aware and so we can start to notice and so we can start to uh, make changes, at least small changes, so we can um, get out of burnout. So, um, and then at the end, I'll be telling you about the enrollment for the Happy uh, Gynecologist Group in October. So you can stick around to learn about that if you're interested. And if you're not, then you can just hop off whenever we talk about that. Okay. Um, I'll also be telling you about the um, early enrollment special bonus. So definitely um, check that part out because I do have a bonus I'm going to be telling you about. So um, you're not going to want to miss that either. To register for this free live training, um, I can send you the secure Zoom link and the replay in case you get called for delivery, but you have to go register. So you have to go to coach-miles.com forward slash training, and then you just enter your name and your email so I can send that to you, okay? So diving in today, we um, as a medical community have been speculating, I think, for a while on how long is COVID-19 you know, how long is this going to be around? How long is this pandemic going to last? Um, especially with, you know, I think a lot of people are um, disappointed maybe in the vaccine uptake rates or we are um, less than what we had hoped, you know. 
And so there's a lot of speculation about, you know, is this going to be around for a while, um, maybe several years, that kind of thing. I'm not trying to like fear monger anybody. I'm no epidemiologist, but I mean, there's always that speculation, right? So when we, you know, hear this kind of speculation or we start thinking about this, the typical reaction is to have some very intense negative feelings about this. And I know because I've been working on them as well. And so, you know, maybe we feel angry that it shouldn't be this way. Maybe we feel frustrated because we think that if everyone would just get the vaccine, we'd be done. Maybe we're just in shock and disbelief because we can't imagine doing this any longer, right? Um, and so, so I get it. Like, I recently, um, I wanted to tell you kind of how this came about. I recently found myself feeling a little burnt out again, right? That happens, you know, from time to time, I notice that. And I can always tell when my brain is going there because I'll get home and I'll not want to talk to anybody. And I'll kind of be want to seclude myself and just kind of sit stewing. And then I typically find myself foraging for junk food, <laughs> like looking for how much I can find, like, like a bear in the woods. <laughs> I'm just kind of feral, you know? So, so it's so interesting because whenever I notice this, it just makes sense. I'd been pretty busy working on several things, um, several projects, and I had gotten out of my usual routine. I'd skipped my usual routine for things like meditation and exercise because I was running around trying to complete these big projects. And, uh, you know, at my hospital in Oklahoma, rural Oklahoma, the COVID cases have been really high and my little hospital has been at capacity and kind of in emergency operations, right? So um, we've been getting this daily update of the bed counts and the daily, you know, kind of here's the plan if you know, this area overflows, you know, that kind of thing. And so it's so interesting that, um, you know, I could start to see my brain do this. And so kind of, I wanted to walk you through that, like, this is an ongoing process always. Okay. So this is, um, you know, something that even me as a burnout coach, like I still work on because our human brains <clears throat> are trained or are, you know, have evolved to, to do this process to, you know, protect us. So the first thing that I want you to realize is that every day, even if things aren't going, you know, crazy for us necessarily, we are witnessing kind of these terrible things, right? Um, we're witnessing the, the lack of beds. We're witnessing the lack of nurses. We're hearing these stories about people with with like cardiac conditions, not being able to get care, you know, like we're, we're witnessing these little traumatic things that seem very dangerous to our brains. And so every day, whenever we see that, or we read the hospital bed count, or we see the nurses in the halls with their PPE on, or maybe we have to don our own PPE, you know, you know, every time we witness one of these things, it signals our brains that we might be in danger, right? And witnessing these things is enough to signal our brains that we are in trouble and we should probably be in survival mode, right? So when our brains are seeing this and recognizing that we might be in danger, then we function from our primitive brains. We go into that fight or flight mode without even really noticing it because there isn't actively a lion chasing us. <clears throat> and, you know, for me, it's like, it's not like fight or flight necessarily, you know, I'm not running around crazy, right? But I am like, I'm like 
preparing and and being, you know, finding energy, you know, I'm like foraging for food, I start, you know, being really quiet and withdrawn. And um, I think that that is, you know, my version of this survival mode. And so your version may be very similar, it may be different. So I want you to start like noticing what that fight or flight mode is for you. Okay. And so, so when, you know, when our experience every day over and over, like during a pandemic, is us seeing potentially dangerous things or bad things or bed counts or PPE, you know, I mean, it doesn't have to be anything major. We are sure to be burnt out more. Our brain is sure to go to that mode more. And so, what I have found is that we have to keep our brains grounded in the fact that we are not imminently in danger because pandemics are slow burning, right? Like they are slow moving. They're unlike, you know, any other type of natural disaster. And I kind of liken them to, you know, I liken this whole situation and COVID-19 to, to a war almost. Like if you think about how we are like wartime doctors, right? Um, and I'm not trying to be heroic or anything, but like we are on the quote unquote front lines. We are experiencing traumatic things daily. We are witnessing traumatic things daily. Um, But like we are not, you know, actively in danger often, right? And so like we aren't, you know, fighting the fight, but kind of we are, right? So it's kind of this like, I don't know how to explain it. Like it's this slow moving um, long drawn out, do the best we can with what we have situation, right? It's like, it's kind of like wartime. And so, um, you know, during this, you know, I, I've done a lot of research on how do we, how do we signal our brains to know that we are not like in imminent danger? Like we are not running from a, a lion or we are not, actively being attacked by an enemy, you know, I mean, we are not being shot at. Yeah. Like, but like, how do we let our brain know that? Right. And so I did some, um, I've done some research or quite a bit of research actually on, um, kind of a a technique that is a deep breathing technique. And there's lots of ways to do this. Um, but the easiest one is called box breathing and box breathing is essentially, um, it's something that actually that, um, you know, some of our armed service members do, uh, during stressful times or even, you know, I don't know when they do it during, during, you know, stressful war times or even just like during their daily stuff. Um, and so it is a way that signals your brain that you are safe, okay. Or that you are in control and that you don't have to be in that fight or flight. And so that you can think and plan and be creative and problem solve with your prefrontal cortex. And so box breathing is, where you inhale deeply. And one example of this is for a count of four, you hold it for four, you exhale for four, and you hold for another four. And so that is like a true box, right? So you're inhaling for a count of four, you hold it for another four, exhale for four, and then hold it out for four. Okay. A variation of this is to kind of prolong the exhale where, and I, I like this version better where you breathe in for four, hold for four, exhale for eight, um, through like an open mouth, but with pursed lips. And I think that that is more effective for me. And that is just another kind of a deep breathing breathwork technique. Okay. Um, and so 
this process, however you do it, okay, if you do it slowly, you focus on your breath, this process, whenever you do it, maybe three times in a row, okay, sometimes it doesn't even take that, but it downregulates your stress hormones, it calms down that sympathetic nervous system, right, it can signal your brain that you're safe, and you can, you know, that way you can function from your prefrontal cortex, and it allows the stress hormones to be metabolized, so essentially you can actively, like if you really focus, like I can feel either the adrenaline or the cortisol or something like melting away. I immediately feel more at peace. I immediately feel um, less stress, more calm, more clear headed. Okay. And I mean, this is like, if I do this one time, I start to feel that. If I do it three times in a row, oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel great. And I mean, that literally takes what, like a minute? two minutes, something like that. And so this is a way that you can signal your brain that you are safe so that you can get back to, to business and functioning from your non-burnt out brain. Okay. And there are other ways of doing this. You know, box breathing is not the only one or deep breathing techniques are not the only way to do this. Um, but they are the quickest way. You don't, you know, have to even tell anybody you're doing it and um, you can do it throughout your day even. And so, but other ways of signaling your brain that you're safe are things like exercise and meditation. Um, I know that, I think I've mentioned here before that one of my favorite apps that can help you is the Headspace app. And um, that is a meditation app uh, that can teach you how to meditate. And so it's nice because it has things ranging from beginners to expert, and it really teaches you techniques like this, like breathing techniques, but also meditation. It also has a really good amount of things that help with sleep. Like it has a whole section on sleep. So especially if you are a worrier at nighttime, um, it has things specifically for that. So I don't get any kickbacks or anything from Headspace. I'm not affiliated with them, but I have used it regularly since the pandemic began. And I will tell you that it has truly made a huge difference on my sleep. Um, so that may be something that you look into. I know that... Um, that they used to have a discount for healthcare workers. So you may, you know, check on that. But even if not, I would definitely pay full price for it um, because it has seriously changed my life. I started using it just at bedtime to help me sleep. And now I use it to uh, throughout the day as well. So I do like a bedtime med uh, meditation. Or I listen to one of their little nighttime things. And then I do daytime meditations now. So um, I want you to, to at least think about that. Um, and so the other thing is though, is that not only do we need to signal our brains that we are safe, but to stay on a burnout long-term, like we need to continue to signal our brains we're safe, but we need to condition our brain to function more from the prefrontal cortex. Okay. So we need to condition our brain to stay in the prefrontal cortex if we can. And so whenever we're burnt out, it preferentially functions from the primitive brain and actually can rewire so that you are functioning from there constantly, right? And so we need to signal that it's safe, but we also need to condition the brain to stay in the creative, planning, organized part of our brain, right? The, the rational part of our brain. And this can be as easy as starting to use to-do lists every day or you know, planning, planning things and calendaring things, you know, um, you know, some people like to put all their deliveries on a calendar and like maybe put a, a fun event on the calendar and then start making plans towards that fun event, you know, like a vacation, um, you know, something to keep you 
like organized and planning and being creative. That's what activates your prefrontal cortex. Okay. Some people keep a little gratitude list. Um, some people uh, will use music to to activate that part of the brain by listening to music um, or singing or playing music, organizing your home or organizing your a drawer at work can can keep you in your prefrontal cortex and kind of condition your brain to function there. Okay, so all of these things cr- require that creative planning, rational part of our brain, and so if we calm the brain and train it to function more from our prefrontal cortex, if we do these regularly, we essentially protect our brain from burnout, okay? So it's something that needs to be done regularly, though, like burnout prevention, right? So that's exactly what happened to me, is that I stopped doing these things, basically, either of these things, and all of a sudden I start noticing, like, oh, I'm like like a bear foraging in the woods. I'm just, like, surviving, <laughs> Right. And so, um, you know, I want you to think about it. Like the easiest way for me is I keep like a sticky note of to-do lists on my desk every day. And, um, I, I will do that. I'll also sometimes if I have extra time, um, keep a sticky note of three things I'm grateful for. I have to fill out three things before I leave the office. And so just like two sticky notes. And then I also do the deep breathing or the box breathing, um, at least once in the middle of the day sometime. And so um, those are definitely things that take me less than five minutes. Um, I can I incorporate them into my day and into my workflow. It doesn't take any extra time or effort really. So, um, and that's enough, honestly, just doing those, those little things. So think about it. What's your plan um, to keep yourself kind of maintaining being not burnt out, right? So once you're there, how do you maintain that? And um, that's how we're going to keep going through this pandemic. Because if this is a long pandemic, you know, we need to maintain our brains. We need to maintain ourselves, right? Um, And really, we need to do more than maintain. We need to care for ourselves, you know, at the highest level. But um, so if you would like more help with this, I want you to consider... um, you know, coming and joining the Happy Gynecologist group starting in October. Uh, this is the exact stuff that we're going to be working on. And also just know that you have, if you have a hard time getting started doing anything, that's kind of your primitive brain talking. It's a sign of burnout. Um, whenever we're burnout, we avoid, we procrastinate, we put it off, we hide. Okay. So I think we've mentioned on this podcast before that it's not just fight or flight. There's also a part of the survival reflex called freeze where you just do nothing, kind of like a fainting goat or something, right? So know that not wanting to do anything is normal and expect that to happen and commit to doing it anyway for just a week, okay? Commit to doing it for just a week, see what happens um, and see how much easier it gets after that week, okay? The other part of the pandemic that causes us so much emotional pain is the fact that we are really resisting reality <laughs> instead of accepting what is. And what I mean by this is that we say things like, it shouldn't be like this, or I can't wait to go back to normal, or I can't believe this is still a thing. And when we say these things, we are really essentially arguing with the reality of what is happening and what is, you know, real in the world, and how the world is in reality. And, you know, one of my favorite authors, Byron Katie, says, I am a lover of what is, not because I'm a spiritual person, 
but because it hurts when I argue with reality. And so when we resist that this is our reality, it causes us emotional pain, right? If we accept what is and we learn to love what is, that is how we find peace in spite of a pandemic. And so what this looks like for me is just focusing on the things that the pandemic has taught me, how it has changed me. It's, you know, made me a better physician, a better coach, a better mom. You know, there there are little ways that I can find that those are all true. I also like to remember that, you know, the docs and people have made it through pandemics or wars or, you know, long drawn out disasters like this in the past. And they've made it through with new innovations and breakthroughs and, you know, learning new things that advance our field very quickly. And so I don't like the pandemic by any means. (laughs) But saying that I wish, you know, it never happened doesn't get me anywhere, right? It doesn't move me forward. It doesn't allow me to see that it might someday benefit us all. And when I think that, you know, whenever I think I wish we could go back to normal, all I do is really feel sadness about what normal used to be. And or negative about how it's not like that anymore. Um, it's kind of a grief feeling for me. And it keeps me kind of stuck feeling terrible whenever I think that. Like, like I wish we could go back how things used to be. It makes me feel just kind of stuck and negative and terrible. But whenever I accept that this is our life right now. And, you know, like this is how it is right now. And so how are we going to how am I going to make the best of this, you know, time? Because my kids are are growing up before my eyes. You know, how am I going to make the best of that as a parent or as a mom or just in my own life? So, you know, that's that's what I'm looking for. So it has me looking for ways to get on with life during the pandemic without putting off my happiness, right? And so if I if I accept that, yeah, this is life, how can I, how can I make this, you know, part of life beautiful too, then it allows me to be creative and feel positive and feel hopeful and peaceful. And it has me for looking for ways to get on with life during this pandemic without putting off my happiness. So I'm not just postponing life for when things get better or postponing life for when things, you know, the numbers go down. But, you know, what if the numbers don't improve for a long time, right? If we resist what is and we focus on how we wish that the pandemic wasn't happening we might waste a large amount of our lives here. And so I want you to like really focus on how can I still love this part of my life? Even though, yeah, I, um, I'm not a huge fan of pandemics. It's not my favorite thing. That's for sure. Um, but how can I let it not affect me in my life? Right? Like how can I still live my life to the fullest? Right? So I want you to start thinking about that and um, figure out how you can think about or even word it differently in your brain so that you're not kind of resisting the reality of what is happening in the world or what what is, right? The reality of what is. And so how can we become a lover of what is like Byron Katie, right? Because it is hurting us to argue with reality, okay? Um, so these are the ways that I, I want you to start thinking about so that we can keep going. This is how we keep going every day and how we, you know, take care of ourselves by actively working on our brains every day. 
And uh, if you would like any help in this, please reach out. Also, don't forget to come to my next free live training, Sunday the 26th uh, of September at 8 p.m. Central Time. So go to coach-miles.com forward slash training to register. All right, I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining me today on The Happy Gynecologist. If you have questions or comments, head on over to my website, coach-miles.com, or follow me on Instagram at coachmilesmd. I'd also love it if you left me a review on iTunes. See you next week.